Hi, I'm Christine Roney. Welcome to the Roney Writes Podcast. The tagline for this podcast is, Let me tell you a story. Because that's what these recordings are about. Stories. I love to write them, and I would love to share them with you. This is Episode 6 of Being Annie. We are starting today with Chapter 12. So let me tell you a story. Being Annie by Christine Roney. Annie went in the wrong door to visit Mr. Garth. That's how she ended up in the nursing home side of the facility, instead of the assisted living wing. When she realized her mistake, she started to backtrack. It wasn't long before she saw a sign with an arrow that directed her down a long hallway to the front door. As she walked, she noticed threadbare carpet and flickering light bulbs. When she neared the reception area, she heard the raised voice of a woman. I want to see my mother. Another much calmer voice said, She's not allowed to have any visitors. I don't care what that Jenkin woman says, I want to see my mom now. If you don't leave, I'll have to call security. Annie rounded the corner in time to see a woman who looked to be in her mid-thirties turn and stomp out the door. A side door opened and a security guard walked in. She's gone, the receptionist said. I feel bad, though. She wants to see her mom, and her mom wants to see her. Then what's the problem? There's a no-visitor order on her chart. The security guard shook his head, turned, and walked back through the side door. Annie's curiosity got the better of her. She walked behind the receptionist and looked at the chart. Violet Strand, room 119. Annie passed several closed doors as she made her way down the hall looking for 119. When she found it, she cracked the door open and peeked in. A woman looked up from her bed. Who are you? You can see me? Of course I can see you. I'm not blind. I'm Annie. Please leave. The woman turned her head away. Annie stepped into the room, closing the door behind her. Is there something wrong? She asked. Just leave. Okay, I just thought you'd like to visit. The woman turned to Annie. Who are you again? A volunteer. Just wanted to see if you needed anything. Nothing you can give me. Try me. Violet scoffed. I want to see my daughter. Can you do that? Annie wasn't sure what to say. After a moment, Violet said, I didn't think so. I don't understand, Annie said. They won't let me see her, or anyone. They took my phone away so I can't even talk to my family or friends. Why would they do that? The woman turned away again. Annie moved a chair from the corner, put it near the bed, and sat down. What happened to you? I had a stroke. How did you end up here? Some woman said she was appointed by the court to look out for me. What's her name? Lola or Lila, I can't remember. She put her card over there on the table. Annie looked around and saw a table in the corner near the door. She walked over and retrieved the card. L. Jenkins. Does she visit you? She's been here a few times. Annie sat down again. Why won't they let you see your daughter? I don't know. 
Do you and your daughter get along? She smiled. She's my angel. Nanny was quiet for a moment, then said, How can I find her, your daughter? I can't remember her number. A lot of things are fuzzy. Annie heard noises out in the hall. She stood up. I have to go. Don't tell anyone I was here, okay? Violet nodded. Annie leaned over and kissed her on the forehead. Hang in there. She closed the door to Violet's room and started to walk toward the front door when she stopped. She headed to a nurse's station she'd seen when she was looking for Violet's room. No one was there. She went to the computer, moved the mouse, and the screen jumped to life. She typed in Violet's room number and pushed the enter key. Violet Strand's name came up. She clicked on it and Jenkins' information appeared. The same info that was on her card. Underneath that, there was an entry for next of kin. Teresa Strand. Annie clicked on Teresa's name and wrote down her phone number and address. Then she headed to see Mr. Garth. He was sitting on the small patio outside his room. Annie looked around. The room was small, but neatly furnished. It had a private bath, but no kitchen. She had noticed a communal eating area on her way in. She walked outside. There was only the one chair. She sat on the ground in front of Mr. Garth and studied his face. He looked ponderous, for the lack of a better word. What was he thinking about, she wondered. She sat with him. His little patio area faced a courtyard. It was quiet. She could hear birds chirping away in a nearby bush. It was actually kind of peaceful. She looked over at James and he appeared to be asleep. She got up. She had a bus to catch. She went to Mr. Garth's office, or what was now Jude's office. Unlike Kurt's penthouse suite, Mr. Garth's home offices were located in a two-story building near the beach. What the building lacked in height, it made up for in square footage, as it took up most of a city block. There was a mural of an orca on one side, and a school of dolphins on the other. Annie was walking around the office looking at a collection of hand-blown glass seahorses when the desk phone rang. Jude, who was sitting behind the desk, hit the speaker button. A woman's voice boomed into the room. She told Jude that she had a nibble on James' house. Annie's ears perked up. Annie was on the move before Jude hung up. She called Grace. They raced to get to Mr. Garth's house before the realtor and prospective buyer showed up. Grace parked around the block. Annie waited at the front door. The realtor took the key out of the lockbox and opened the door. She was followed in by Annie and a tall woman dressed in a pantsuit carrying a briefcase. The woman looked around the entryway, her eyes landing on the staircase that wound its way to the second floor. Beautiful, she said. Annie followed her around the house getting more and more concerned. When the woman, who she learned was named Julia, was standing alone at the bay windows that looked out at the garden, Annie brushed her hand. Julia, startled, looked around. Annie whispered, Go home, in Julia's ear. Julia jumped and quickly walked toward the door, yelling for the realtor. Annie felt remorse at scaring Julia. 
but she couldn't let Jude sell Mr. Gar's home out from under him. She would not allow it. Jude had no idea who he was up against. Annie heard the front door shut. She went to the window and saw Julia practically running to her car, the realtor close behind. At home, Annie thought about Violet. She seemed so lonely and sad. How is it possible that she wasn't allowed to see her family and friends? Annie wasn't sure what she could do. Invisibility had its advantages, but it also had its downside. She wanted to go to Scott to see if he could help, but she couldn't. She poured herself a cup of tea and went out to the deck. It was a warm night and clear. She stared up at the Milky Way. Why was Violet able to see her? Annie sighed. This guardian angel business was getting tough. That is the end of Episode 6. Come back next week for Episode 7. If you're enjoying this story, please help me spread the word. Tell your family and friends about the podcast, and be sure to let them know that they can listen for free. You can also subscribe for free, and by doing that, you'll automatically receive the latest episodes downloaded to your computer, phone, or tablet. Go to my website, ronywrites.com, for more information on how and where to subscribe. Also, please consider leaving a short review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever app you listen on. Goodbye for now, until the story goes on.